Hi guys, welcome to episode 44 of Hard Fat Fitness brought to you by Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure Labs. Rejuvenate HRT, our clinic for hormone replacement therapy of choice. Um, I have um, a special guest today and I wanted to do a quick intro to Matt Cusano. Um, his background is primarily functional medicine, hormone, hormone specialist, as well as a conscious prep coach. Uh, I've been following him for some time, and it's a pleasure having him on, but I'll let him do his own introduction so that we don't um, uh, steal his thunder. <laughs> so uh, a little bit of an update with regards to Team Aminopure and Aminopure Labs. As you saw, our webpage um, was launched some months ago. Uh, we've had great success with that. We are uh, currently still sold out of Cortisol Reset, which hopefully we'll be having some within a week um, arriving at, at our offices. We are in the process of uh, establishing an office in the Southern California area and one in the East Coast area as well. Uh, so a lot of projects, tons of projects going on. Uh, working on the GDA has been a little bit of a headache, uh, trying to get the glucose disposal agent uh, with our formulation done. We've had some challenges and some hiccups here and there, but we're going to continue to try to bring that by the end of the year in order for you guys to take advantage of some of the best supplements um, that um, Team Amino Pure and Amino Pure Labs um, can put forth. So um, all our all our supplement line, our entire supplement line has had great, great results, great uh, reviews with regards to the bioavailability and how great they, they actually perform. Um, we had a great conversation with Vinny Russo last podcast, and I'm still in the process of editing it, but hopefully it'll go live today or tomorrow with regards to how Amino Pure Labs decides to take all the bullshit out of um, certain products or formulations. And we focus on one or two ingredients that are the main drivers to, to fix your issue. Cortisol being, uh, we removed all the, the little 200 milligrams, 100 milligrams of just little things that are not really going to impact your cortisol level. And we focus on phosphatidylserine, which is, uh, I think it's a thousand on it. And then uh, 300 milligrams of ashwagandha. So uh, we focus on the main drivers that are going to help whatever issues you guys are having. Um, and that's going to be, that's been our claim to fame is our, our high bioavailability and high dosages. So we hope that you guys are taking, take advantage of that product. We have uh, other great products that in the mix that we're still trying to, to uh, work through, but it's, it's a process that take time, takes time and we're hopeful that by the end of uh, 2022, we'll have another product launch there. So, uh, oh, we're also working on ectosterone and um, bringing additional higher dosage of turkestrone into the market. So. We're pretty excited for that. Um, with that being said, the episode for today is going to be on gut disorders um, because some of my clients have been facing gut disorders, uh, reflux, nausea, vomiting, um, a little bit of weight loss. Uh, bloating is a huge, huge issue with gut disorders, uh, poor gallbladder and pancreatic function. Uh, I myself have gone through some health issues uh, with, with um, some gut issues and uh, I'm still working towards uh, fixing and we're in the, in the right track. So I figured it'd be a great opportunity to bring on uh, Matt Cusano, which uh, is a, a great wealth of knowledge you know, in functional medicine and primarily gut disorders. So uh, with that being said, I'm not going to take too much of, our, of, our, of your time. I hope you enjoy this episode on gut disorders. And uh, I hope that if some of these symptoms that we're going to discuss are affecting you to reach out to us, Team Amino Pure 
uh, and of course, Matt Cassano as well, so that we can further assist you. Our goal as always is to bridge the gap between health and fitness in the market and uh, primarily primarily negate all the bullshit crap that's out there. Coaches that call themselves coaches, but don't have the know-how on how to fix hormones, how to manipulate hormones, how to keep you healthy, how to keep your liver healthy, how to keep all of these issues that come up from extreme dieting or over dieting or under dieting or under eating or whatever you want to call it. Because a lot of times people just start to eat more than more than what they have they're supposed to the body can handle can start causing some gut disorders so with that being said thank you so much for your patronage thank you so much for for building uh amino pure labs the way that it has been we, we wouldn't be able to do it and we wouldn't be where we are at without each and every one of you so we want to thank you for that with that being said episode 44 gut disorders yours truly matt Cassano. Hi guys, welcome to episode 44, brought to you by Team Aminopure and Aminopure Labs. Rejuvenate HRT, our hormone replacement therapy clinic of choice, of course. Uh, we have a special treat today. So I was, I was talking to, uh, I'm just going to say it because I, I, already, I already announced it earlier during our intro. Uh, Matt Crusano is, is, is coming here to, to discuss, uh, to Harfax uh, Fitness, to discuss a lot of things of gut dysbiosis. Uh, gut issues. But even before we start, um, the reason why we wanted to do this is continue to spread the wealth and of knowledge. Um, I know I've been a little MIA with my with our podcast and a lot of people have been asking, hey, bring some bring come back with your podcast because uh, you know, we, we miss that information highway that, that, you, that we had with a lot of our listeners. So my goal moving forward here is to continue to, the podcast and who else better to bring people that are really, really smart. One of the things that I, that I was just talking to Matt about is um, continue to, to spread the wealth of knowledge. Uh, one of the things that I like to do is bring people that know a lot more than I do. Uh, uh, with regards to functional, whether it's PDs, whether it's regards to sleep, cortisol, whatever it is, um, I am a continuing a continuing student of functional medicine, a continuing student of the body, and it doesn't stop there. So, whatever you learn from us, please, please, please make sure that you you try to, to spread the wealth and, and spread the news and spread that knowledge that you're gaining from bringing some of these fantastic coaches onto Harfax Face. Without being said, guys, I want to introduce. Uh, Matt Cusano uh, to Harfax Fitness. How are you, Matt? I'm great, man. Very excited to be on. Excited. We're, we're excited too, man. It's just, this is awesome. I've been following you for a bit. So it's funny because I've been following a lot of your posts and I find your posts very educational and, and extremely well detailed. Um, and then when I saw that you had placed an order with Amino Pure Labs, I was like, I, I got to reach out to this guy. He has to come on to our, to our podcast and, and continue our, our, our mission, really, to, that is uh, to spread the, the, the wealth of knowledge and, and really bridge the gap between health and fitness. And I think you, you envision that as well as I do. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm extremely big on you know, sharing all the knowledge that I've developed between my own health journey um, and you know, the, the process that I've had coaching over the past 10 or so years, everything that I've learned, you know, big thing for me is not holding on to that knowledge in a greedy sense, more so, you know, spreading that knowledge 
whether it be to athletes and, you know, gen population or even just other coaches so that we can overall make the fitness and bodybuilding community uh, a better place, um, a little bit low, lower risk place. And then of course, just overall helping people have a much healthier life and not be so reliant on, you know, Western medicine. I think you, you nailed a lot of a lot of the things that we stand for. I think the biggest issue is, uh, and and you read this in books, when the student becomes at a par with the teacher, it's it's time for the student to go, and that is perfectly okay, because we as a society we need to continue to understand that there's there's not a better gift to someone that's a that's a that's, a, that's an entrepreneur or a mentor of someone when that student takes off and can and can spread that news and, and spread that wealth you know it, it's it's i think greed and, and trying to keep all that information to yourself a lot of a lot of coaches that are, are that do this and i know that some that, that actually do and others are, are doing more of a mentorship programs and trying to spread the, the wealth of knowledge and i think it's key because now i mean there's a lot of bodybuilders that are dying and people are just dying because they don't know what they're doing or they're they're taking peds that uh anabolics that are, are really harmful for themselves we are not pro anabolics we're not anti-anabolics we're pro educated decisions here at harfax so we put because we as, as athletes we want to push those boundaries we want to push the limits and sometimes you know i i tell everyone i'm i'm, I'm i own my i own my, my own clinic rejuvenate hrt i'm on trt i take 200 milligrams of testosterone i take of heh off and on i'll, I'll do three four i use of heh that's it that's yeah. it I don't, and I am the biggest that I've been and the healthiest that I've been, other than my gut this issues that I had. And I think we mentioned with Matt. And so I wanted to bring Matt on because a lot of my clients as of late have had some gut issues that we were able to, some of them we were able to fix. Some of them had, were a little bit harder and more difficult. So let's jump right into um, what you usually see. First, first of all, what is your background, Matt? Talk to us. Yeah, so uh, I've been involved in coaching competitors for a little over 10 years. Probably about five years in, I started noticing a lot of digestive issues and what we now call metabolic adaptation. At the time, you know, in the moment, you're not too sure what's going on. You just know that your clients aren't responding as well as they should be, you know, and generally the thought process is give them less food, more cardio. But even back then, prior to me being very knowledgeable, it just, at some point I questioned, this is like, well, this doesn't make sense. You know, they're, they're eating less, they're doing more, then they're gaining weight. They have all these digestive issues. It was just clear to me that there was more going on and that there was things obviously preventing progress. So between that and then my own um, digestive health issues, which I've been combating since I was 20 years old. Yeah. Um, it's just been a, a learning process and, you know, in the process of getting myself better and just always eager to learn more information to better serve my clients. Um, I just developed a lot more knowledge. Um, I ended up working with a few different functional clients on my own to get my own health issues better. And through those experiences, obviously, I learned a lot. Um, I started taking online courses. I've, I've done courses under people you've had on the podcast uh, sure. uh, in the past. Um, we're all colleagues now. Uh, over the last four years, I've worked alongside a board-certified functional health 
uh, physician. Um, so he's helped continue my education and we work together um, working with clients. I kind of work on the front end stuff, the, the holistic stuff, the, the gut health, um, balancing things naturally as much as possible, stress reduction, lifestyle changes, dietary habits. And then he's kind of there in the background, last, last um, stitch effort, you know, if we can't get those hormones to fully come around for whatever reason, whether it's HPA axis dysregulation, whether it's 20 years of birth control usage, you know, something of that nature, um, he's there to kind of help out with what we might need supplementary um, down the road. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because I mean, if you really pay attention, and this is all to the listeners that we, that we have on, um, we talk a little bit about everything that Matt just spoke about. You know, talk about stress stress reduction. We talk about sleep patterns. We talk about circadian rhythm. We talk about nutrition, uh, HPA axis, how your brain relates to your gut, and how the gut relates to your brain. And it's a big circle that of 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 movements of things going on in your body that if one goes off it's like a chain effect right one goes off then it triggers another one and another one and another one and before you know it and it's also good to have people like matt and and some of our other coaches that we've had on because they can flag these these symptoms and these issues right away i had a client of mine like i told telling matt i we pushed the envelope and we started noticing some bloating and some gut issues we backtracked immediately because that was he that was his limit that was his limit with the amount of food that was his body just tapped out and said, okay, this is as much food as I can eat without having some irregularities. So understanding those symptoms and knowing when to back off. And I'm a big fan of giving it all you have, but I'm also not a fan of a lot of the BS that you see online. You know, a lot of the motivation stuff is like, you know, like grind yourself to the, to a pulp, you know, um, because that's motivation. And I'm quite the opposite read your body because your body will give you signals in terms of how far you can push it and when you need to back back uh backtrack backpedal a little bit or side pedal as i call it i don't i don't ever like to say we're backpedaling i said we're side pedaling to fix certain issues That's because good. it's always it's always in it's always with the goal of kind of going sideways for a little bit getting a health protocol in before we continue to move forward and and that's the mentality that people need to understand is how we need to maybe move move a little bit sideways get healthy so that we can progress and progression is not it's not necessarily daily it's not i always say it's not linear right yeah, it takes, exactly it takes time but getting yourself in order to really get healthy is is the key and health for me for me for my clients for myself is the number one priority as i'm sure it is for you so 100 a healthy body is a fast responding body Totally. You know, that's, that's what people don't understand too, is that they think when you focus on health, you're not seeing physique improvements. But what I've shown hundreds of people is when we got their body healthy, their physique responded better than ever before on less PEDs, on more food or less food, whatever it may be, food on alone. training frequency, you know, they, their body just responds better than ever before. And it's shocking to them because things usually are so difficult before they ended up, you know, doing things the optimal way. Um, and like you said, I think a big problem is that people just aren't in tuned enough with their body. And the fact that, especially when we talk about digestive issues, society has normalized so many of these things that people don't think it's a problem. 
right. you know, like you mentioned, paying attention to the warning signs, everything that happens, whether it's bloat, burping, gas, digestive issues, skin issues, you know, hair issues, estrogen issues, these are all check engine lights that the body is giving us. Right. So who, who gets a check engine light and just keeps driving their car? You know, that's, that's obviously not intelligent. So you need to pay attention to those check engine lights when they, when they pop up, you know? I think one of the biggest issues, and I, I've taken some really rough, rough cases only because they, they really beg me to do so. Um, and I, I don't like to take a lot of clients because I don't have time. I don't really coach for a living. I run companies for a living. I run amino pure labs. I run rejuvenated HRT. I'm working on a third company now. So, but I, I do enjoy the process of seeing people change. So I took a case on um, about four months ago and um, this gentleman came to me and basically was, uh, how old is he? 41 and was running high levels of PVs. And mm-hmm. his, his digestion was never ran labs. Coach did not tell, ask him to run labs. So the first thing I said, look, you're going to hate what working with me is going to do. It's going to feel weird. Yep. Because I need you to get off the trend. I need you to get off of the Anavar. I need to get off the Winstrol. I need to get off of the Deca. I need you to get off of everything. And we're going to go down to 200 milligrams, maybe 180 of TRT. Yep. Functioning. We're going to get some ACG in you. We're going to get some, we're going to flush your liver enzymes, flush your kidneys, flush your entire body. We're going to flush all that junk that you did because his body, number one, and I'm pretty blunt when I talk to my clients or potential clients and I'm trying to be, I try to be nice, but at the same time, I'm very open. And I said, look, if you're reaching out to me, it's because you see something that you like and you want. So is it okay if I shoot from the hip, I'm being honest. You don't look, number one, you don't have the genetics to really make it that far in body. I don't either. My genetics are horrible. (laughs) I I, I tell them there is no shame in that. I don't have, I wasn't born with great genetics. Right. But I work out like an animal every day and, and, and I push my limits, but I'm, I'll never be <laughs> Mr. Olympia. I'll never right. be a, a, you know, a bodybuilding champion. I'm okay with that because right. I do this as a lifestyle. So let's be honest with you. You don't have the genetics. You're 41 years old and your skin is, you're having your, a lot of what you said, he was breaking out. He has, he had major hormone issues. Blood pressure was skyrocketed. And let's be honest with you, you don't look that great for running all the shit that you're running. Right. So let's, let's backtrack. He says, I'm on board. I trust you. I've been listening to you and, and Brandon and Jason and, and, and Vinny and all you guys uh, for some time now. And, and you, you seem like you understand. I said, I understand because I've been there, bro. Yep. I've been there. So yep. we backtrack completely. Okay. We fly, I mean, it took time. I mean, we're still doing it now. It's been like three months. It's a uh, process. Yeah, it's a process. And people got to understand it takes time. Yep. His blood pressure is under control. His cortisol level was like 21. It's under control. His sleep right. patterns are better. He doesn't have that blood rushing to his head. His digestion is improved because we took him off of all the pets, which were harming his digestive system. Uh, now he's starting to, and I am not lying to you, Matt. At 200 milligrams with about 3,200 calories right now, he looks better than what he was running I mean, Absolutely. he is like, you're like a magician. I'm not a magician, brother. I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not, I really, I'm not. It's just, I, I've learned to understand how the body you're, when you, when you're fighting your body, you're in a, you, it's a war. You will lose every flipping time. Absolutely. You're going to lose that war every time because your body, the more you, the more you stress it, the more you give it, it the more it wants to shut down. 
Absolutely. Then you start adding adrenaline. You know, more caffeine is not the answer. More trend is not the answer. More, right. uh, you know, actually heal it. And yeah, when you when you flush it out, when you pull those elements out, the initial impact is like, you know, they crash and they feel like shit. It's a journey. Just stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. And now he feels amazing. He's like, I never realized what 200 milligrams of testosterone alone can do. And say, so you look wonderful, man. You look wonderful. And now we're getting his body, his nutrient, his nutrient partitioning is better. His absorption is better. So it just takes time. And, he, and I told him, you responded in three months really well. Because I yeah. think that the issues that you had were like six months to seven months, you know, it, it takes time. So yeah. for people that are listening, you know, and, and I had these, and you probably have to, these two that come in with really bad hormone and gut issues and want to fix within four weeks. We're, I'm probably not the guy, I'm not telling them straight out, I'm not the guy for you because right. I'm not a magician. Your body needs to feel de-stress inflammation needs to come down and and alone on its own it starts starting to turn that wheel on its own starts to turn on right yep. you've probably seen that so talk to me about the different types of gut issues that you see and then we'll we'll talk about what you see how you tackle those issues your protocol because i know that we've, we have some other coaches here that discuss their protocol so i want to see how matt handles these situations and then i want to dive into of course uh candida h pylori i think i told you and gastroparesis and stuff like that so talk to me about that yeah so absolutely so you know the, the number one thing that we see whether we're talking about gen population or um competitive athletes the the leading driver of most gut dysfunction is stress and, you know, you made a good point just in talking about the duration of a healing process. What we have to remember is that dysfunction didn't happen overnight. So therefore it's not gonna be remedied overnight. You know, usually when people start noticing all the bad symptoms, whether it be digestive symptoms, hormone imbalances, skin issues, the dysfunction has already been happening for quite a while. And now it's just snowballed to a point of, actually seeing chronic symptoms. So, you know, the typical healing process, I would say can be anywhere from three to six to 12 months, depending on what's going on, depending on the level of dysfunction, but most importantly, depending on how well the athlete or, or the client can dive into a healing phase. And here is a lot of people don't want to pull back, you know? So if the more they can buy into that healing process, let go of all their stressors and just, you know, embrace what, what's, what's ahead of them, they're going to heal significantly faster. The people who fight tooth and nail to continue doing two a days, continue their intense training, continue the PEDs, those are the ones who they, they just make their process longer. And oftentimes it's never even 100% successful that they get healthy. You know, I think the hardest thing is adherence, right? Adherence is rough. I mean, <clears throat> especially you're going from people that are that are basically pushing their bodies to a pulp. And right. I have clients like that. And and I tell them, you know, you're you're this is going to go against everything you probably know and have heard. But it yep. works. We're gonna have to dial your training back to four days. Yep. We're gonna have to take your 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 you're not maxing out anymore. You're not hypertrophy training. You're not uh, going to failure. You're going to seventy percent of your lifts. Right. I will dial all your lifts. I need to de-stress that body because your body is in a constant state of stress, and right. your cortisol levels are telling me 
that you are. Your skin's telling me that you are. Your body's telling me that your digestive system's telling me that you are. And I think that's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. That like, no, I do six days a week, sometimes seven. I said, your body needs rest. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, half of the people don't are in denial. They're like, I'm not stressed, uh, even though they're you know checking off a uh, hundred out of a hundred boxes for it. Um, so you know what what we have to remind people is how stress can really end up affecting the gut. And you know, there's a couple um, couple different ways that this can happen. But mainly, what we have to remember is that the human body was not designed for 2022. You know, so the, the human body doesn't perceive stress the same way that we do. Um, there's no difference between good and bad stressors or anything like that. The human body just perceives stress as a threat. And so when the body is perceiving stress, it activates its sympathetic nervous system. And one of the first things that the body does when the sympathetic nervous system is activated, the body reduces blood flow to the gut to prioritize blood flow to the limbs. This is basically supporting the body's fight or flight scenario. So more blood flow away from the gut towards the limbs so the person can fight or flee. So because that blood flow uh, restriction has happened, that's oftentimes why we see people lose their appetite. They don't have that hunger. And then oftentimes we see digestion slow down as well. Um, the other thing that happens with that blood flow restriction is we see high cortisol and high stress deplete stomach acid levels. Stomach acid is what's necessary to break down literally everything we ingest in our gut. So without proper stomach acid levels, we're not breaking things down. Um, and then from there, we have nutrient malabsorption. And we also tend to see constipation happen because these food particles are too big to you know, move through the system. And that's usually why we end up seeing slow motility. Um, from there, you know, that's just the start of complications. So you, 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 would, you would agree with everyone that cortisol level is the number one issue for motility and digestion issues. Absolutely. I, the thing is, we have to recognize that there's a lot of different types of stressors. So yes, stress is what I would say the primary cause, but there's a lot of different types of stressors. You know, there's the metabolic stress of dieting. There's the, the training stress. PEDs are a stressor. And most people don't recognize that, that that's, that's toxic load, or it's just load on the HPA axis um matt let me interject real quick so yeah. this is something that actually you you're bringing up that i've always wondered and i know i've never actually researched it myself why is it that peds disrupt the the um digestion so much what talk to me about the the the, the science behind how that works so it, it could be in two different forms you know number one when we're talking oral peds those Oral PEDs, because it's going through the digestive tract and stressing the liver, we can see that twofold, that, that um, reduction in proper liver detoxification and liver methylation, that's going to impact things. And then we also see a direct impact on gut microbiome from oral PEDs and oral medications. So that's, that's the main explanation for orals. 
Um, and then when it comes to other PEDs, usually we're seeing the most dysfunction from the items that tend to drive more toxicity, such as the 19 nors and, and stuff like that. So usually it's oxidative stress um, or, or just the impact on the microbiome from oral PEDs that tends to be the driver uh, there with, with regards to that. Because I know for myself, um, I get really toxic and that one of the one of the reasons why, and I and I am very open with, with um, with what I've experimented in the past uh, to my to my listeners and even my clients. I don't. I've done more with two hundred milligrams of testosterone and, and three I use or four I use a growth hormone that I've ever done, and I've done Deca and I've done the nineteen mores and I've done everything. Right. Like my body will probably get toxic in three to four weeks. Absolutely. My body just. I was just. I wasn't built for that. Right. <laughs> and, and I, I, my coach was Jason Theobald. And, and he was like, man, you get toxic so quick. It's, it's going to be really hard to put on some size. And, um, but I have managed to put on some size. I actually think it's I'm just a, slower. It's slower. I'm a bigger responder. I've had the biggest results <clears throat> with 200 milligrams of test and running some of the, um, some of the herbal stuff, some turkestrone, some high dosage, pure stuff. Um, even our, some of our line and with peptides and, yep. The biggest, the, the I noticed the biggest leap was when I really went, and I'm not, to my listening audience, I'm not telling you to do this, okay? <laughs> I, I started getting messages like, hey, what is the protocol? I'm like, wait a second, guys. I, I was experimenting with my body because I got off of everything and I was having digestion, digestive issues. Uh-huh. And I went to 200 milligrams of testosterone and all I did was add four IUs of growth hormone. And my, I started putting more and more uh, higher protein in my body. My body did okay uh, with more moderate protein because my digestion was still not optimal. But what I noticed is my, my body just took off. Like I literally, yeah. boom, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a combination that my body probably responds really good to growth hormone. Um, everybody's a little bit different, but that's how I noticed my biggest changes. And in comparison to what I was running before, some year five seven years ago trying to get as big as i can i am much bigger and healthier now than i've ever been right. so so yes it, it, you're it could be that you're, you're getting toxic and we need to detoxify that so how do you detoxify somebody that's obviously you take them off pevs uh right. but how, what's what's your protocol for that uh so i mean it definitely depends on what we see on their lab work and whatnot i use i actually use a lot of jason theobald's products um from new ethics he's made a a few different products that specifically work with supporting all the detoxification phases in the liver he has both metapure and then another um oral form of that called optipure and i think you guys actually make a detoxification supplement as well that is exactly the same thing. I just haven't personally utilized it yet, but go. I've seen it and it looks really good. Yeah, um, it has. It, it our detox has has been number, our number one seller, and, and I've yeah. had people compare a lot of products. And we have nine hundred. Uh, we're going to a thousand. The new formulation has a thousand milligrams of NAC, nice. has 200, 300 milligrams of Tutka, uh, yep. and it has two hundred fifty milligrams of. Um, of uh, a milk thistle it has holy basil it has it has about 12 to 15 different compounds and people i mean i have proof when people have actually ran three months six months four months of of our detox with our liposomal glutathione their liver enzymes just went bloop and this was oh absolutely i've seen it in three weeks yeah this is competitors running high levels of 
PEDs and orals and injectables, yeah. they, they literally came back and said, man, like, wow. Like, I cannot, I would not imagine, never in my life have I been able to run all my, my products, my supplements, and have my liver enzymes and my, 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 um, my readings this low. And I said, when you have a combination of both, when you have a combination of liposomal glutathione and you have a combination of, of uh, uh, detox, you can't yeah. it's it's because you're flushing things out as your body is getting toxic because let's be honest your your body will be getting toxic as you're running these pads you're yeah. flushing that out you know and the, the goal is to flush faster and more than what you're than when it's getting toxic so yeah we had a great success with that and and you know we we strongly believe in some other some brands that are that put on some really good product new ethics yeah. is one of them um yeah. you know uh, i'm a big fan of 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 some uh, pure encapsulation is another one I do. Dr. Uh -huh. Wilson's uh, for some adrenal issues. I think they they have some really good product as well. So yeah, that's 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 awesome. So you do a full detox uh, with with some 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 good really good products first, right? Yeah, and I think a big thing there too is you know in in the in the last year or two you've seen functional coaches kind of changing the game in regards to a lower risk uh, cycle design. And part of that low risk cycle design is limiting toxic load on the body. So, you know, we, we just talked about how we can remedy toxic load, but how about we just completely try to eliminate it from an athlete's situation? You know, the last 10, 20, 30 years, the bodybuilding information that we've gotten about PEDs hasn't always been the best. Will, will taking a drug work? Like work, yeah, of course, it's gonna make you bigger and stuff like that. But if it ends up destroying your health, you'll you may end up regressing to where you didn't actually benefit at all. Yeah. So if you can find a way to see progress without driving up oxidative stress and toxic load, then you're in a win-win scenario. So I think part of that too is just finding coaches and who understand a, a smarter lower risk approach to PED usage. While, like we said, while it might not be the fastest approach to growth, it, we're, we're talking about a, a, a longer end game here. Yeah. I, I tell my clients, and this part of my coaching philosophy, and I learned a lot of it from, obviously, from Jason Theobald, and it's slow and steady. Yep. Um, slow and steady, slow and steady, but, but, but slow and steady, my man, slow and steady, <laughs> slow and steady. Let's keep you healthy. Let's keep your markers healthy. Let's you're trying to have a child. Let's get you on some HCG. Let's get you yeah. on this. Let slow and steady wins the game. You know, there's no point in driving you to a pulp where you're going to look enormous. You're going to have some health issues that you probably have seen it. I have seen it when, when an athlete or somebody has health problems, the in, in, in number one, you're not going to be injecting a lot of stuff in your body you you will lose your gains like that absolutely you will shrink to like nothing so what's the point of getting of, of putting yourself at risk and putting in driving all these pds into your body when you really are going to like drive yourself to, to the ground and you're going to lose a lot of it it's the point i think that's what people don't understand too now obviously there's always outliers the people we idolize and pay the most attention to are the genetic elite and one, one thing that makes them genetically is stress threshold, meaning they can sustain a much higher stress level right. than the rest of us. So that goes back into that whole idea of like, don't look at the best in the world and say, I can do that. 
No, you, you probably well, you can't. You probably can't. That's like point zero one zero one, right? Right. So you know, understanding that just because they were able to get away with it, number one, you don't know how their health is. Number two, they probably just have a better stress threshold. But what we do know is, it's with, with these types of situations, it's not a question of if. It's just a question of when. And Sooner or later, it catches up to everyone. There's a reason why bodybuilders are dying at 50 and 60. Correct. I mean, correct. Pay attention to that. It's not, it's not we we see all the common issues. We see heart issues, kidney issues, and a lot of them have gut issues. Oh, I'm, 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 I would be betting. I mean, there's no way that uh, I've tried pushing my body to a limit. I had gut issues. I still do. But eating four, 500, 500 carbs, my body was like, dude, you're done. Like, there's no way you, you bloat your body, just your, your body's fighting you. So your body's telling you, I'm, 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 I have hit my threshold of food and I can't. So a lot of the athletes will try to push in the limits and try to go on digestive enzymes and whatnot, but you're really literally pushing the limits and you're, you're eventually going to have some digestion problems. So having the ability to understand that it's, it's important. I don't, I, I like digestive enzymes, but at the same time, uh, I don't push more food than what I believe my, my athletes can take or my, my clients can take. If I see some bloat, I still tell them to take digestive enzymes, but I backtrack on the food. I, I, I won't add more food. I think that it's going to cause more issues. And, and number one, I'm telling you, you're not going on stage. You're not, uh, you're not uh, a competitive bodybuilder trying to make the Olympia. You're not there. You're not that guy. You're, you're a dad that's in really good shape that's trying to push the envelope, but we can do that slowly. Uh, I incorporate... And I'm, 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 I'm not shy about telling you, I incorporate SARMs, I incorporate turkestrone, I, I incorporate the sterols, I incorporate peptides, I incorporate all those things. And some of my guys are having better results by bridging, you know, their cycle, you know, yeah. some of them do run stuff, but I keep them healthy. I tell them, hey, I'll work with you, but I want to see blood work. But meanwhile, while they're cruising, I'm putting sterols, I'm putting epicatechin, I'm putting turkestrone, I'm putting uh, peptides in there, I'm putting, you know, even growth hormones sometimes, depending on what their goals are. IGFLR3, IGF-DES, we're pushing the envelope of keeping that balance and keeping them healthy and their markers are still very good. So there's different ways to skin a cat. And I think the philosophy are like, sticking to peds all the time is just not it's not one that that it's it's the it's it's only only way to do it right, right. there's different ways of doing it Let, let's dive into um infections such as h pylori and candida i want to talk h pylori because i had h pylori yeah i've had so, it too so and, and right my, my my h pylori was really bad so uh, I just had a follow-up consult with my doctor yesterday. As a matter of fact, in my H. pylori, I, I had uh, extreme vomiting uh, where I would be vomiting for hours. And I would get these uncontrollable, I don't know if you did, I would get these uncontrollable hiccups. Yeah, that's, that's common. <clears throat> hours and hours and hours. And to the point that I was just vomiting, there was nothing in my stomach anymore. And I was just vomiting bile, like bile. Yeah. And, um, to the point that I got to a point where I was, I was vomiting blood. And at right. that point, the doctor said, you, you need to go to the doctor. That's when you start vomiting blood, brown, that's, right. that's blood. You yeah. need to go. I didn't do that. I didn't, I, I researched it and I said, it's a little bit, looks a little dark. I didn't go to the doctor, but, um, it talked to me a little bit about H pylori, uh, and how you address it. I understand the functional side. Uh, my right. doctor obviously wants to go, wanted to go a different route, but what is H pylori? What are the symptoms? How to how to address it? Sure. 
Uh, right before I do that, I just want to touch on one thing that you mentioned. You know, aside from stress, another reason that we see digestive issues happen in physique competitors is pushing high amounts of food. Pushing yeah. high amounts of food can actually reduce stomach acid. So, you know, while increasing digestive enzymes helps, the other factor there is stomach acid levels. So, you know, two thoughts there, you know, potentially not driving more food. If they're already full and they're giving you feedback that they can't, that they don't want to eat more, don't force it. Or number two, you know, as a preventionary thing, when you know that you're driving up food hard, you may want to go ahead and start supporting the digestive tract early on with extra enzymes and some stomach acid support, such as betaine HCL, um, you know, lemon juice, ACV, ginger extract, all those things support. Apple cider acid. vinegar is good too, isn't it? What's that? Apple cider vinegar works really well, doesn't it? Yeah, ACV works really well too. If you use too much ACV, it can actually tend to slow motility. So that's one you kind of got to find that, that balance with utilizing. But yeah, ginger extract, betaine HCL, some ACV and some lemon juice, all those things will help increase stomach acidity and help, you know, that, that breakdown occur more frequently. So with regards to H. pylori, um, we all have H. pylori in our guts. We pretty much have all the bacteria that we hear about. It's just about having a healthy level of bacteria. What tends to happen is these things tend to overgrow. And that's where we have dysbiosis, which is essentially means an imbalance of good and bad bacteria. So H. pylori specifically is most known for causing heartburn, acid reflux, GERD, and uh, ulcers, ulcerative colitis, you know, stomach and peptic ulcers. That these are the things that H. pylori is most well known for. If you know somebody who's been on, you know, PPIs or uh, omeprazole, Tums, things like that for the last few years, chances are they're most likely dealing with an underlying H. pylori overgrowth. Um, from what I've seen, majority of people who are diagnosed with ulcerative colitis tend to have an underlying undiagnosed H. pylori overgrowth. Not saying that's necessarily all the time, but from what I've witnessed, quite a bit of the time. Okay. And, and how do you treat H. pylori from a functional standpoint? I know that obviously Western medicine will, will definitely, and how I want to have my doctor come on in one of these podcasts and have a couple of you guys on as well, just so yeah. we can compare the, the, the difference between Western medicine, the way they treated it when, and if she's one of those, those doctors that she does believe in SIBO, she treats SIBO, she does believe in leaky gut, she treats leaky gut, she goes, I understand it's not recognized in Western medicine, but I know it exists and I know right. that it's there and, and I'll treat it. So yeah. she's not one of those that is like, she, she believes that the functional has a place in society, but so does, so does Western medicine. And I think Absolutely. in some aspects, Western medicine needs to catch up to some of the functional stuff that's, that's going on right now. And I, and I couldn't agree more. I really like her a lot. Absolutely. So how do you treat H. pylori from a, uh, from a functional medicine standpoint to heal it? So the, you know, the, I know you know this well, the biggest difference between Western medicine and the functional health approach, Western medicine is very focused on addressing symptoms. Right. And that's usually done with medications. Um, whereas functional health is very dedicated to addressing the root cause of the problem, which thus fixes the symptoms. symptoms. So that, that's, that's the big difference there. So when it comes to 
H. pylori or any other overgrowth for that matter, step one is you know doing a consultation with the client and trying to decipher what the root driver of these issues were, where it came from. You know, like I said, oftentimes it can be stress induced. Oftentimes it can be oral PDs or oral medications, alcoholism, um, situations like that. It could be PTSD or trauma, which essentially is the same thing as lingering stress. Um, another big one is antibiotics. Believe it or not, that's how I ended up with H. pylori. It was after a round of antibiotics. The antibiotics killed off all my good bacteria and then led to an overgrowth of bad bacteria. Bad bacteria. Yeah, yeah. And then the things just got worse and worse from there. At the age of 20, I was diagnosed with esophagus ulcers and they gave me more antibiotics. More antibiotics. Then they put me on omeprazole for five, six, seven <laughs> years. And, uh, you know, it was it was just a decade, oh, just under a decade of dysfunction for me. It's a chain effect. Uh, so, you know, like I said, step one is deciphering what the driver was. If it's antibiotics, okay, we know it's, it's specifically dysbiosis from a singular event. If it's stress, then we know on top of addressing the dysbiosis, we also have to address the stress because even if we fix the person, they're just going to relapse again if we don't fix that stress factor. So let, let me ask you a question. Let's, let's split this up because I, 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 I totally, I feel that you're talking to me about me, um, <laughs> it, right? It, it's funny because I talk to clients myself and you probably talk to, you have way more clients than I do and, and you, you listen to them and I'm like, okay, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. I, I've been there. I got the t-shirt. I wrote the book, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things. So let's separate what you said when it comes to an infection, when it comes to having H. pylori, because you had antibiotics yeah. or a high dosage of antibiotics, would you be able to fix that with just, um, with a very strong, good quality probiotic? Would that fix the issue? Because my issue wasn't that the antibiotics, my issue was Number one, I was running two businesses. I wasn't sure. sleeping a whole lot. My circadian rhythm was, so my issue was my cortisol level was like 23, 24. Yeah. Right. So my issue was driven by cortisol. So at that point, I needed to do more of a lifestyle adjustment Correct. versus the, the antibiotics, I'm sorry, versus the antibiotics that killed my bacteria. So two Correct. different situations. So Correct. how do you address the first one? Yeah. So with, with the, the question of probiotics, you know, Pre and probiotics do have their place with dysbiosis. What we have to understand is generally where probiotics and prebiotics are going to help is when we have um, low good bacteria. That's, that's where probiotics are going to help. If we have an imbalance of bad bacteria, then pre and probiotics may support that bad bacteria and make issues worse. So that's why we have to be very careful with the supplement industry and what we hear talk about when it comes to like, what's a good gut health supplement? Because everything in gut health is so circumstantial to what the person has going on. Maybe this will help, maybe it doesn't. Um, so typically what, uh, with the antibiotic route, we still need to get rid of the bacteria overgrowth. So typically we're, we're gonna be doing- A biofilm? antimicrobials and a biofilm breaker. You know, antimicrobials are basically what we call natural antibiotics, things Oregan like oregano, oregano oil, mastic gum, um, you know, olive leaf extract, yeah. things like that. Um, neem. And then, yeah, neem, 
biofilm breakers because the biggest issue with stomach bacteria is they have what's called a biofilm on biofilm. them. Biofilms act as a force field protecting those bacteria from being killed off, which is why we see such a low rate of success with most antibiotics when it comes to SIBO, candida, and stuff like that. They're killing off everything else, but the biofilm protects like the bad guy. So when we go the natural route, we're using antimicrobials, we're using biofilm blockers, but we also have to support that stomach acid. And in combination with the supplemental side of things, um, certain foods drastically impact gut bacteria and impact the symptoms that we have. You know, different foods require different levels of stomach acid to break down. Um, low stomach acid is the main reason we experience so much bloating and gas and discomfort. So by choosing easy digested foods that require low acid to break down, you're going to reduce symptoms quite a bit. And that just helps the person feel better from a day-to-day -day basis. You also want to be careful with high FODMAP foods because certain foods, specifically carbs and vegetables and fruits, they can actually feed the bacteria. So you don't want to be feeding bad bacteria. Low fiber, time. right? Low fiber. Correct. <laughs> Get away from kimchi. <laughs> yeah, fermented veggies and stuff. We don't want to be doing those things, even though they're supposedly good for the gut. Even too much garlic can end up being bad in bad. these situations because right. it's feeding that bad bacteria that you're trying to kill off. And then, of course, you know, so we have dietary adjustments, we have the supplementation protocol, and then whether it be an antibiotic situation or a situation like yours where it's lifestyle and stress-induced, we still need to control stress levels because we know how much the stress impacts stomach acidity and gut microbiome. So usually it's a combination of lifestyle factors, controlling stress, reducing training volume, reducing toxic load if they're on PEDs, all those types of factors, improving sleep quality, yeah. um, supporting, you know, fixing their nighttime habits to support a healthy circadian rhythm. It, it's, it's a combination of things. Um, supplement protocol, dietary adjustments, and lifestyle. lifestyle. And like I said before, the big reason for all of that is the supplements alone may or may not be able to kill the bacteria, but if you don't fix that root cause, it's coming right back. Yeah, and I've I, seen that happen so many times. I don't know. Did you say you had SIBO before? Yep. Yeah, I had SIBO, and they did come back about six months. The protocol worked. I mean, I did neem. I did you know oregano oil. I did all the the microbiome, uh, the microbacterial uh, stuff, yep. and supplements, and all that good stuff. Uh, I noticed that my bloat went away with probably by week eight or nine, it started going away. So consistency is key when you're doing that. I did, bio, I did the biofilm uh, by, you know, and I started noticing the absorption rate in my body was better. My, it was absorbed. My nutrient partitioning was better. I started, my, my body started changing back again. My abs started coming out. So it, my body was in a good place only to see SIBO come back three months later. Yeah. Um, so at that point, I think that now there's even stronger protocols for SIBO um, that prevent a lot of it from coming back. I know Western medicine will give you, uh, my doctor was telling me that there's, there's a new, new medication um, that they get out of Canada that actually uh, 
will most likely prevent kill kill the bad bacteria and prevent it from coming but she says they still see about 15 percent reoccurrence in SIBO I think functional is probably I could it could be about the same but yeah it's it's probably a better approach it's a long-term approach it's, it's longer than taking antibiotics for two weeks and, and killing your bacteria and having it come back again and doing another bout of of, of uh of antibiotics because the SIBO protocol from a functional medicine standpoint, it's about a good 12 weeks probably, right? Yeah, 12 to 16 weeks. Sometimes in severe cases, it can be up to six months. The thing we have to remember is symptoms usually go away fast. If we're adjusting lifestyle, diet, and supplementation, the symptoms go away relatively quickly, but that doesn't mean that the problem has gone away. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people get tricked up because they're like, well, I feel much better. So I'm just going to start doing all the bad shit that caused issues. Again. And it comes back because bacteria is still there. I mean, you have obviously the, the protocols working. So it's minimum micro, the microbacterial is minimizing the, the, the bacteria, right. but all you need is a tiny little bit that stays there for it to flare back up again. Right. Exactly. And again, you know, the big, the leading issue we see is that people are not fixing their stress. In 2022, everyone is stressed. Is so true. that's the main reason we see relapse happen is because stomach acid stays low. And when stomach acid is low, it creates a breeding ground for bad bacteria to thrive. Um, so that's the main reason we see relapse is that people haven't controlled their stress. And I think that's another downside with the Western medicine approach is even if they are successful killing it off, they're not teaching people how to prevent. No. no, that's the difference between functional Western and people that like you and Vinny and, 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 um, and all these other coaches is that we take the time to really make our patient or client understand. I mean, I do consoles even through my clinic and I take the time to make people understand, look, this is what's going on in your body. And this yep. is why some people, some people will understand it. Some people won't. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like whoop, over the head, you know, but some people you, they're really like, wow, I, I, it totally makes sense. And yeah. the body is a machine that if you really start peeling like an onion, it's all connected and it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I have gotten to a point, uh, Matt, where I tell all my patients at Rejuvenate, I tell all my clients, I talk about it. I say, we have a, a supplement and I'm not trying to do a plug guys. I'm just very positive on the supplement, which we call cortisol reset. Um, I wanted to come out and I formulated cortisol reset. I wanted to come out with this product that took all the tiny little things out and focused only on cortisol. It has a thousand milligrams of phosphatidylserine nice. with 300 milligrams of ashwagandha. Very nice. People that were under stress, they said, I'm going to try your cortisol reset. I sold out. Because it, the, the, the results have been so, so phenomenal, sure. right? And, and my, our claim to fame at Amino Pure Labs is we, we don't grab a supplement and put a lot of little, what I call BS in it. Right. I target, if you're having joint issues, my joint, my liposomal joint, uh, which we call liposomal joints, people thrive on it. People buy it. Like the ones they try, they're like, my God, that thing's amazing. Number one, liposomal is high bioavailability. So you're getting about right. 80, 45. It's, I keep it basic, glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM. Yep. The, the difference, the difference why my product is so much better than everything else out there is because of the bioavailability, the liposomal part of it. Absolutely. So I don't put a ton of stuff in there. I put the stuff that works, works. And, and high do high clinical dosages. So stress, and, I, and what I tell everyone now is like, I don't just treat cortisol on athletes. I am a big believer 
that people, gen pop, everyone needs to be taking some kind of cortisol metabolizer because I think we're a society, as a society, we are in a chronic state of, of stress. We, we just learn to feel like shit. Yeah, like, we, that's we, a norm. I'm accustomed to it. Yeah, but that feels like a norm. High stress. The American model is a high stress model. Work 80 to 90 hours a week, blast caffeine and pre-workouts all day, you know, miss meals, this and that. That, that. The American model is a very high stress model. When we talk about dad bod, that's a high stress body. You know? Yeah, you, <laughs> which which is funny because I, I totally hate it. I, how, how old are you? You don't mind me asking. I'm 35. Yeah, I'm 44, right? And and people think that they they make it acceptable because right. they're trying to make themselves feel better, right? Right. The dad bod is sexy. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it's not. You're trying to make something acceptable. The 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 look of the dad bod it's a stressed body. Yeah. The gut, the little gut that comes out. Yeah. The, the, it's you're under inflammation and you're under yeah. high levels of stress. You could be under high levels of um of uh, estrogen. Yeah, it could be insulin resistance. It could be higher oh. estrogen aromatization. You know, just thinking in simple fight or flight. Your your body is raising blood glucose during fight or flight. Your body is eating muscle tissue and storing fat. So you're high blood sugar, you're losing muscle, and you're storing fat all at the same time. And it doesn't look nice. <laughs> you know, one thing I will say, kind of a caveat, while I think it's great how, how much we've shifted our focus towards, you know, cortisol regulation and, and stuff like that, we have to remember that cortisol and stress are not the same thing. Cortisol is a hormone, hormone. because of stress. So while cortisol mitigating supplements are useful we still want to work on the stress because the stress is driving the dysfunction and one thing i will say too is you know always get lab work for these things because i run into a lot of people who have been so stressed for so long now they have low cortisol because yeah. of adrenal dysfunction, adrenal dysfunction and yeah. if you take cortisol reducing supplements when you already have adrenal dysfunction you're just making yourself feel worse. that much shittier. Yeah, worse. So how do you, oh, this is awesome. I mean, gosh, we've been on for an hour and I want to continue talking <laughs> here. So let me ask you a question. How do you, and this is where I struggle a little bit with my coaching. So I'm going to actually ping, your, ping your, your brain here because I, I, can, I can't tell when somebody have, is having adrenal issues. So I can address, obviously, Dutch will tell you, you know, you can start putting things together and piecing things together through the Dutch test. But my question is, how can you tell? So I have somebody that comes in with, with low cortisol or, or it, but has had a history of high level stress. And you, I see, actually, I saw it not so long ago where uh, this lady was telling me, I work, she's a nurse, she works long hours, she works out, she doesn't sleep well. She goes, I'm starting to feel like this wrong, right? At that point, we put her on some B12. We did some stuff, and 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 when her, and I was a betting, I could have bet you anything that her cortisol levels were going to come high. Yeah. No, her cortisol levels came low. So yeah. that was to me kind of like what WTF? Like what the fuck? <laughs> this is weird, right? Because she's telling me her biofeedback is my stress levels are so high, high, but your cortisol levels are coming in so low. And the first thing when you're talking to a non-trained coach or non-trained 
person. They're going to say, okay, you're fine. It's all in your head. The reality is the overproduction of cortisol, your, your, your adrenals are basically flipping you off saying, I'm done. Yep. They're burnt out. They're burnt out. I'm done. So is that really how usually you address it? At that point, I, my protocol is I put them on Dr. I'm a big believer in Dr. Wilson. Some of their, their, their uh, adrenal, uh, adrenal supplements are insanely good. They're not cheap but they're very, very good. That's how I treat adrenal because I, I can't really, other, other than the Dutch, I can't really test for adrenal fatigue, but how do you do it? <clears throat> so, um, you know, when I have people on board or reach out for consult, I have multiple consultation forms that they fill out, client intake forms. Mm -hmm. One of which is a, I have a men's health questionnaire and a women's health questionnaire. So we go over a lot of different symptoms that they can check off for different possible hormone imbalances. And there's two different areas there, specifically looking at adrenal function. There's a high cortisol category and a low cortisol category. So based off of what boxes they're checking off, we can somewhat dis discern what's going on. Of course, a lot of those symptoms are the same because either way, whether it's low cortisol or high cortisol, we know that that stress is high. So that's, that's the equal factor in both. And then when it comes to labs, you know, obviously an AM cortisol reading is going to tell us if it's low or high. We can also see a few other things. High potassium levels on a, a metabolic panel can show us adrenal fatigue. Low carbon dioxide can show us adrenal fatigue. I didn't so think about that. You're absolutely right. Wow. I didn't think about potassium. And, and wow, this is, this is really good information for me as well because- I didn't look at potassium. So potassium, what else? Um, low carbon dioxide can be an adrenal issue. Um, a lot of times with adrenal dysregulation, we also see blood sugar dysregulation because cortisol and insulin combat each other. So That's oftentimes when, when people are low cortisol, they have higher insulin and they tend to be hyperinsulinemia which leads to them being hypoglycemic throughout the day. Um, so that's another big sign is they have blood sugar crashes throughout the day. They're hyperglycemic. It's not always a factor, but it's often a factor. And another big one is immune system function. People with adrenal fatigue tend to get sick very often. Tired all the time. Tired all the time. They're exhausted. They, um, they, they feel like their muscles are weakened. They have trouble recovering. You know, their CNS is taxed. Everything's taxed. So their body is just not recovering well either. Right. The thing is too, you know, I know cortisol isn't necessarily the topic today, but it's important for people to know because it really is such a big factor in everything. Heavy. Cortisol is not just the stress hormone. Right. Cortisol is also what controls our sleep and wake cycle and our circadian rhythm. So when we think about circadian rhythm, we're actually talking daily cortisol production and how it fluctuates throughout the day. So if you have low cortisol and that's not spiking in the morning, you're going to have trouble waking up. You're going to have trouble uh, having energy and focus in the morning. You're going to be reliant on stimulants and caffeine. You're going to tend to want to nap in the afternoon. Those are all signs that the adrenals are fatigued and, and not functioning at 100%. Amazing. That's that stuff's actually. I'm very glad you touched base on that because, like I said, I always learn something from everyone that comes on board. And I didn't. I can identify adrenal primarily based on symptoms, but that I, that took me a little time for me to understand it because I was a betting man that that those those cortisol levels were going to be coming in 
extremely high because sure. that's, that's the typical but she came in extremely low we're talking like three or four wow. <laughs> so wow. yeah so i was like wow what the heck i i don't get this so i'm thinking to myself the logic is okay so you have all the adrenal fatigue symptoms fatigue low energy low libido your body your skin everything that you can possibly imagine going on you're you're starting to gain weight at a rapid pace um right. fat literally she's weekly almost she, you can tell that she's adding a little fat in her stomach so you have all the signs of adrenal but you're so i had to go back i'm like you know what what do the, what do the adrenals do they pump cortisol right so at that point they're basically telling they're flipping you off telling you you've destroyed me Right. I'm done. You're done. So how do we get those, those, those adrenals in a healthy state? How do we get them from pumping the right amount? In, and I hear adrenal function and revamping your adrenal function, your adrenal glands could be some of the hardest things to do once they are completely taxed. And it depends how long they've been taxed, right? Depends on how long. Yeah. Uh, I took my client off of, and this is another thing, a pot of coffee a day. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, and, I, and I told her, you know, Jennifer, I need. You. Sorry, oh, don't don't kill me, Jen. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to, to say your name. Um, we need to completely get you off, and I think she's gonna be okay. Um, uh, we need to completely get you off coffee, and she was like, dun, 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 "No!" I said, "We need to. We we have to." I've had people, friends of mine, competitors, right, that were that were lean, lean, lean. I mean, lean, but they weren't like shredded, shredded lean to compete at the, at the highest level, right? At nationals. And, um, and basically their coach had them on, you know, 50 carbs for like six, seven weeks with no refeeds, right? Mm -hmm. No refeeds. And basically they were doing three venties a day. Yikes. Right. So the first thing I told her, she's, what do you, what is, what is your thing? I said, I'm not your coach. I mean, this guy's a really well-known coach. Um, yeah. I said, well, she said, what would you do? I said, I would, I would feed you. I would bump up your carbs <laughs> 140 pounds, 140, 40 grams. Gradually, I yeah. would, I would minimize the caffeine. I would take this, this, and this. Yeah. I'm not lying to you, Matt. I'm not lying to you. We took their training down to three days and this yeah. is like four weeks out. So she's stressing. I said, and you need to either trust me or you don't. That's okay. right. And, and four weeks out, I, I, I totally get it. It's like, you're going to, you're going to up my carbs to 140 from 50. I'm four weeks out. And, you and take, pull training. And, and, and you're going to pull. She dropped three pounds. Yep. Yep. She was, stuck. <clears throat> she was stuck at 131. She dropped three pounds. And I said, once we're done with this, we need to do a full adrenal pro protocol because yep. caffeine, you were, what you're surviving on, it's basically, to be honest, PDs yep. and caffeine. And, and the little bit of gains or the little bit of cuts or the little bit of progress you're getting is basically because of the drugs, because your body is completely shut down at this point. That's Notice right. how we fed it 140 carbs with, re, with 200 grams of carbs of refeed in, on the weekend, right? And I, and I refed her on the weekend with a day off, with a day off, okay? Which is kind of like, eh, right? Right. With, with, with a full cortisol reset of uh, four, I would, I, at the time I didn't have my product line. So I had her on five, 600, 600 to 800 milligrams of ashwagandha four times a day on oh. the weekends to really, really push that down that, that stress. Right. Yeah. And 
within a within three days, four days, by the following week, she started dropping boop, a pound, a pound, a pound. And she's like, How do you how did you know? I said, you know what? I've learned from some of the best. And it was, I'm not gonna lie to you, it was risky and it was scary to me because you're four weeks out. <laughs> yep. But I really believed, I really believed that her body was basically sending her a signal. I'm tapped out. And once we fed her, once we controlled that cortisol a little bit, got it to drop a little bit, the 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 flight or fight went. <sighs> yep, hundred percent. And it started releasing, right? So, yeah. so it's it's amazing because Matt, the more we talk about in, in talking to you, I, I, I we need to do a a, a a sequel to this. In talking to in talking to you, right? What we're noticing is one thing. I talked to Vinny. I talked to um, to Jeff Black. I've spoken to Jamie Pinder, Jason Theobald, uh, Brandon DeCruz, some of the coaches that I really look up to when it comes to functional and yeah. people that really know their shit. Let's call it what it is. I, I I believe you're one of those because I've been following you for some time. The stuff that you put out there is is really. I'm like God. This guy really does understand, right? So, uh, and I didn't I didn't know about you before. So I started reading and like in between, and I'm super busy all the time. So. Anytime I find somebody that, that really knows their stuff and everybody claims to be a functional, right? I don't claim to be a functional. It's the new hot thing. Yeah, it's a new, I don't claim to be a functional. I, I do think that I can fix people. Not, I myself, I'm not at your level or, or these other guys have been doing it for 15 years, 12 years. They have the experience, but I'm getting to that point where, hey, I can I can do some good around people, right? Absolutely. And my, my clients, the ones that stick with me, they, they're, they're, they're a testament to that. So one of the things that we always talk about, regardless of the topic, whether it's gut, brain, HPA axis, whatever it is, you know what, what is the one thing they all have in common? Cortisol. Stress. Yep. Stress. Absolutely. Stress is the number one culprit, guys. And we're going to shut this down here. Uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to shut this down. We're going to leave it as a, uh, an episode two to the sequel Absolutely. coming up because this has just been so great. Um, Stress is the number one reason why people have so many issues, not only from a physiological standpoint, but also from a personal standpoint, relationship standpoint, uh, everything. Right? Absolutely. I have cops that are that come to my clinic and they're high stress and I'll take them as, they'll, I'll take them on as clients as well, correction officers. And one of the first things I tell them, I'm, I'm like the, the amount of stress you deal with on a daily basis, we need to fix all of those things. We yep. fix all those things. They're, they're like, Ron, my, my sleep is better. Um, um, my training is better. My recovery is better. Everything's better. So we have to peel you like an onion. And a lot of times, more times than not, it's a combination of food, but it's also a combination of lifestyle changes. Yeah. More what, I, what I work with people a lot on is, you know, we have, we have to be realistic too, because in 2022, as an adult, there's no such thing as zero stress. That's that that's not possible. And so if I go telling people, hey, we need to make you zero stress, they'd be like, fuck yourself. Um, so it's not a matter of getting to zero stress. The body is meant to handle stress. Yeah. So that's not a question. The problem is total accumulated stress. When that bucket starts overflowing, that's when we have dysfunction. So a big thing that I help my clients decide uh, decipher is the difference between controllable stressors 
and uncontrollable stressors. Finding that balance. Uncontrollable stressors are things like their job, their relationship, their family life. Babies. Yeah, things that they can't up and leave tomorrow. Whereas controllable stressors are our actions and choices that we make on a day-to-day basis. Our stimulant intake, our PED intake, our food intake, our training volume, frequency, and intensity, our cardio, our sleep habits, you know, all these things are in our control. So what I help people understand is in order to find balance, when the uncontrollable stressors grow, grow, we have to pull from the controllable stressors. And that's the only way we find balance. And that's true for both dysfunctional people and healthy people, because sooner or later, the healthy people become dysfunctional people. So even when I get a top tier athlete who's not showing signs of anything, it's my duty to write their programs intelligently to prevent that from ever happening. And that's the big thing. If we educate people, we should be at a place where we're not just working on fixing these things, we're working on preventing these things from ever occurring in the first place. How to to nip it in the bud is what I call it because when I start noticing certain people getting a little bit of high levels of of, of cortisol or high levels of stress, I call it cortisol, high levels of stress, I always tell them, you know, we, we're cortisol. Uh, stress doesn't happen overnight. It's an accumulation. It's, it's like this, right? It takes time and it's, it adds up a little bit at a time. So understanding the, that that's how it functions, it, it's the same way as it comes down. It doesn't just drop and spike down. It takes time for it to start creeping down again. So it's, it's, it is gradual. One of the things that I, I always uh, am big on is uh, whenever I take clients, and, and I, I only limit, I limit myself to 10 um, and I prefer five to six actually. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I do is I always say, tell them, don't compare yourself or your training regimen to that guy or that guy or that guy or that, right. guy, that lady. I tell them every single one of them has a different lifestyle. You are a corrections officer. You're a cop. Your stress level is going to be already elevated. So you need to find that common ground where four days, maybe four days of training may be ideal for you. Exactly. Uh, training not to not to failure every time may be ideal because you already walking into a high level of stress in your work, in your daily life. Now you're going to stress on top of that with your workouts. Exactly. This gentleman over here, he he's a millionaire and he retired at 30. He sleeps like a, like a bear. He yeah. has all the energy in the world. He can afford to go five days he can, because your lifestyles are different. So I always gauge, even when I'm putting protocols together, I always gauge, what do you do for a living? Are you, do you sit in an office? Do you walk all the time? So I can better guide them into a better approach. Absolutely. Right? So that's, that's the goal. Matt, thank you so much for coming on. I, I hate to cut this short. I know that we barely like started tapping into the good stuff, right? Uh, but it's, it's also- good, man. You know, gut health is a uh, comprehensive topic. So, you know, we, we only had so much time. And to be perfectly honest, I was assuming that this would most likely end up being multi-episodes if we really wanted to dive yeah. in. No, absolutely. I want to, I definitely want to have a series with you. I talked to Vinny about this. We're going to, we, we, Vinny and I, we've been talking about doing something like a little bit more, um, more of a, a series where we can tap into also cases that we see, because a lot of the cases that you have probably, I can already tell you, people are going to be like, he's probably talking about me. 
absolutely. I, I bet you anything. I bet you anything yeah. because those, those people are out there. I've had, I have it on DMs all the time. It's like, man, everything you said, that's me. I was like, it's because everything we said, it, it was me too. Yeah. So you're not alone, brother. You're not alone. One of the messages, first of all, before we even close, tell me um, how do people get a hold of you if they want coaching? Yeah. So I have a couple of different ways to get a hold of me. I, uh, my Instagram uh, name is Matt underscore um, the body technician or Matt the body tech. Um, I have a website, thebodytechnicians.com, and my email is Matt at thebodytechnicians.com. All right, guys, if you have a hard time getting a hold of me, which I hope you don't, send me a DM. I'll connect you guys. You know, it's, it's always a pleasure spreading the wealth. Matt has been amazing here on this episode, and I hope that you guys can read the benefits of his knowledge and the information that we're putting out. To it, that I want to I want to let you guys know you're not alone. OK, because a lot of times you go to the doctor, they don't really understand some of the stuff that we're talking about. And we dive a little bit deeper. Matt will dive, dive a little bit deeper into the, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and put a protocol together to get you fixed in a good way, in a healthy way. And as always, bridging the gap between health and fitness. With that being said, Matt, thank you so much for being on. We are going to, I'm going to hold you that. We're going to do a, a sequel to this episode, uh, continue to talk about gut health, and we can get into gastroparesis. We can get into Canada and some other, some other gut issues that, that a lot of our, our, our people are, are facing, uh, not only competitors, but lifestyle people that are facing in America. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much, guys. As always, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, our podcast is what has been growing, although I haven't been uh, making them as, as often, but our podcast has been a great success. Uh, we have over 42 thousand downloads already uh, ever since we started we're on episode 44 so it's been a blessing having some of the, the, the brightest minds when it comes to functional and coaching and i hope that you guys could really really take advantage of that with that being said as always family first god god first family second everything else just make sure that you take care of the people that love you and take care of the people that are around you uh, because those are the really people that matter that being said guys we are out and we hope to have matt again here for a sequel 100 percent